Hi everyone, welcome to the Pack the Five podcast, a podcast about management and management theories. So touching upon subjects that deal with productivity in organizations and engagement of people in organizations and theories that are aimed at improving those things. As a disclaimer, I'm approaching everything related to management theories from a critical rationalist perspective, which is the philosophy that there aren't any fundamental truths in any domain of knowledge, therefore also not in management theories. And so the best thing we can do is when we have a theory is to ask ourselves, how can it be improved? What problem is the theory solving? Why is it solving a problem? And through those questions, actually make progress in finding ever better theories and better understanding of what works and what doesn't work in management. So I'm not advertising any existing theories as being the one and final theories that will always work or something like that. Instead, I'm seeking for good understanding and ever improving versions of theories. And to do that, obviously, I have to send them out through this uh, podcast. But equally, importantly, I'm seeking for feedback uh, and criticism on the things that I'm sending out. And to do so, you can reach me at bart at pactifymanagement.com or at my LinkedIn page. Um, but for now, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy. Bye-bye. everyone welcome to the podcast today the question is um, about fallibilism and why fallibilism is relevant uh, in management so I'm going to explain what fallibilism is and what the opposite of fallibilism is and then why it is relevant uh, for management and some attention points to close off um, when applying it in management so but first of all fallibilism is a philosophical approach towards uh, truth and truth seeking um, it's the approach where uh, any kind of knowledge is considered fallible um, is considered to contain errors uh, and mistakes so everything we come up with in terms of ideas or theories or predictions is prone to error or contains errors that attitude is fallibilism now, it's the opposite of justificationism, whereby you consider knowledge as having the potential to be definite, uh, to be absolute true, um, and not to question it or not to seek for errors, but uh, be able to rely on it as being true. So fallibilism and justificationism are two opposing philosophies with regard to how we uh, deal with knowledge, how we deal with theories, how we deal with the question whether something is true or not. And for a fallibilist, um, there is no way to achieving absolute truth ever. Um, there's only this dynamic of truth seeking by making ideas or creating ideas, creating theories, and then seeking for errors in those theories and trying to correct them. Whereas for a justificationist, a theory, an idea, um, is, is either true or false, and it's absolutely true or absolutely false. And um, 
the, the exercise stops there. Um, so it's a definite version of the truth, uh, your, your idea or your theory, uh, at least for a justificationist. And so why is this relevant for management? Because yeah, simply in management, um, every day, every meeting, every uh, activity in, in, in an organization deals around questions uh, where we need ideas, where we need theories. For example, about how are we going to do something? Um, what options do we have? How are we going to move forward? What are the key decisions that we can take, that we should take? So all those questions require ideas, require theories, where sooner or later the question comes, is this true? Is this, is this absolutely true? Can this improve? Uh, does this contain errors? Can we correct the errors? And so you always have both both types presence in 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 organization not not everyone is 100% fallible and not everyone is 100% justificationist um so everyone is 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 somewhat aware of the potential errors in their statements or the potential errors in their uh, ideas and on the other hand um we we always have uh, some convictions some absolute beliefs um uh, things like, you know, the, the, the slogan type of truths, such as, um, you know, client is king, cash is king, um, all, all these types of simplified slogans um, are, are the ones where we tend to rely on, on absolute truth, not question that, not go, not go any deeper, not seek for errors etc so there is a lot of justificationism in organizations and and the reason basically is because it's it gives somewhat a kind of a of a stronghold or a or a relief to be able to say that something is true or that you believe in the truth uh, claim of what you're saying it gives a certain uh, as i said uh, a certain basis to rely on whereas infallibilism you basically continue to look for errors you always work with uh, your best idea or your best theory uh, for the moment but you're always ready to replace it by uh, another improved version of your idea if your previous idea has met with criticism valid criticism or whether some observation or test uh, or prediction um, made you realize that your previous idea uh, contained error and so you're ready to replace it and this is in principle a continuous effort you you always get closer to the truth uh, with every new theory but you never know when to stop because um, getting to absolute certainty and absolute truth is something which is not achievable for a true fallibilist and so um, that could look or, or be perceived as somewhat uh, of an eternal exercise, whereas the, the downside or the flaw in justificationism is that it's almost the opposite, that uh, once you're convinced of something as being truth, that you, that you are becoming completely passive with regard to that knowledge. It's true. 
it's 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 definite therefore we don't need to question it nobody you know needs to have any arguments against it or for a rival theory or or an opposing theory it's true we can dismiss this and go on uh, implement the knowledge um, but we're not going to question the knowledge and so that's the flaw of justificationism um, which is basically that the total amount of knowledge is not growing anymore there are no additions anymore there are no enrichments uh, there are no errors being corrected out of the knowledge because all versions of the knowledge that we use in organization is justified to be true and hence uh, cannot be improved anymore and should not be improved anymore and hearing that you you evidently realize that something must be true with that as well because um you know problems in organizations are never the same uh, or never exactly the same so if we would be able to use all our existing knowledge which was justified um, through justificationism uh, and we arrive at a new problem then obviously we won't find good solutions with that old knowledge with that justified old knowledge simply because of the fact that the problem has changed so the solution requires additional knowledge as well and therefore some kind of growth of knowledge so justificationism runs into problems whenever complexity increases in an organization whenever there are new requirements to be met whenever things change for example in the market things change uh, with regards to customers um, and and customers or markets or competitors are presenting new problems to you as an organization to find solutions uh, in order to solve them and to maintain value creation or customer loyalty of whatever or whatever you want to solve if problems are the same, which means that you're basically in a very simple industry uh, with no innovation, no disruption whatsoever, then old knowledge will still be sufficient uh, to solve your problems. And, and, and that knowledge can be justified um, simply because it worked in the past. And as, as problems don't change anymore, you can very well use that old knowledge to solve uh, that problem. But of course, there is no industry today, there is no organization today that is not uh, being s faced with new problems. Um, and you could even argue that th there, there is no, no such thing as two similar problems um, in any way. Um, and so we need a kind of fallibilist attitude as well. We need to dare and, and be um, confident to question our knowledge in the face of new problems and to be able to say even if this knowledge has served us well in solving old problems this is a particularly new problems problem sorry let's try to find errors uh, in using our old knowledge to solve this new problem and then you go into this truth seeking process where everybody can contribute either by identifying errors in the knowledge that is proposed as being used for a solution or uh, contribute in the error correction of those uh, identified errors and this becomes then a very dynamic effort where you can get input from many different people with many relevant ideas as opposed to simply um, you know 
um, take the old knowledge, reuse it, um, where people only have to execute old knowledge uh, in a way that they've done before, but without any novelty, without any innovation, uh, let's say somewhat uh, as, as in an automated process, this will not only have an effect on the solutions and, and, and the effectiveness of the solution, um, but also on the engagement of people, because if you're asking people to execute the same thing with the same existing knowledge over and over again, obviously they will become bored. Uh, it's not engage engaging. And then even, you know, if, if problems change and become more complex, also the, solution the solutions won't work anymore. And so people will get frustrated uh, as well, because um, when solutions are not solved, management um, uh, is not satisfied and management can blame this on the ones that have tried to solve the problem. So in any way, when uh, you were faced with new problems, um, applying old knowledge um, is is not um, in a justificationist way then even um, is, is not good either for the solution to solve the problem as well as for the engagement of the people you're asking to solve the problem. So that's a that's a big argument in favor of fallibilism. Now what is the drawback of fallibilism? There are mainly two big drawbacks. First of all it requires people to be vulnerable. It requires people to to be conscious and transparent about the fact that their ideas, their theories contain errors. And even if we're talking about ideas and not about persons, this is a hard issue. This is not so easy for people to, uh, especially people high up in the organization who have big responsibilities uh, for things to turn out well. Um, for them especially, it takes some vulnerability to um, to show and be transparent about the fact that um, their knowledge may contain errors and that they may even question their own knowledge and question their knowledge openly. Uh, for example, by asking questions, what do you think or can you take care of this part because I'm not feeling sure um, about my current hypothesis or my current ID. But all of this requires uh, vulnerability and we're not trained and educated and promoted uh, to develop that kind of vul vulnerability. Often it's even on the contrary, the, the stronger you are perceived or the more infallible you are perceived, the better it may serve your position in a group and therefore ultimately also your promotion potential. So it's... Um, it's not that uh, it's not that easy to show the vulnerability um, with regards to your theories and your ideas. But if you do, obviously you will ignite a process of truth seeking, which is much more cooperative and which merits the final uh, solution much more beneficially. So that's the first drawback uh, of justif or uh, of fallibilism is that it requires vulnerability. Another drawback is that, um, and that's, that's, that's more straightforward, is that it takes time. Um, Truth-seeking takes time. If you want to improve ideas, um, you have to test them, you have to uh, expose them to reality, you have to capture feedback on how well your idea uh, was implemented and whether that was a real solution or uh, half a solution or no solution at all. And all these things take time and, and sometimes there is no time in organizations and we just want to please ourselves with some definite approach 
um, that we're going to execute without questioning it um, and that will allow us to generate action immediately as opposed to thinking about the ID for too long. And it's true that it requires um, some kind of a balance um, between jumping into action too quickly with old uh, knowledge uh, that is not suited for the problem that you're solving versus thinking too long and replacing uh, knowledge with ever more more improved knowledge but without making also enough actual progress uh, in order to say that you're physical or that you're really uh, solving a problem as opposed to only thinking about the problem but there are ways to get around that second uh, drawback which is for example not to decide everything um, at one moment in time at the beginning you can perfectly start the for example a project or an initiative with some some ideas about potential solutions but then um, start up the action and the thinking at the same time and and leave some of the questions open while still uh, making progress and and while still uh, allowing people to get a grip on the, the knowledge that is required to solve it and to come up with pieces of that knowledge uh, without you know um, being stuck uh, in the studying phase but neither also um, with having you know or being faced with the full solution without uh, um, ever uh, without the first action or the first real experimentation in reality of of whether the solution actually works uh, or not another way to overcome the fact that it takes time is to distribute problem solving it's a little bit uh, linked to the first uh, solution but um, when you distribute problem solving you're activating more of the thinking in your organization and so you're not uh, having to come up with all the knowledge um, yourself at once um, even if it requires new knowledge and and um, in that case uh, that new knowledge will be uh, very uh, sensitive to error so when you distribute the problem solving uh, you may get, gain time in this uh, truth-seeking process because you are um, thinking about something uh, with many more people um, in an organized way and so these are two um, things that you can do uh, to overcome the drawback of taking time so this is what I wanted to share about fallibilism and its opposite justificationism uh, in organizations and why I think that um, fallibilis fallibilism definitely has a relevant position in management. Uh, it has to do with uh, problem solving and with increasing complexity uh, of problems. And when we are applying a too strict of a justificationist approach, uh, it's clear that uh, our knowledge will not grow. We will tend to rely and justify on all knowledge uh, that we have accumulated and gained in the past when we were solving old problems. Um, and then obviously those uh, old or that old knowledge, um, if it's not renewed, will not be suited and adapted for all the new problems that we are faced with uh, as of today and in the future. So definitely um, a big um, reason to try to learn to be in an organized way more fallible as a, as a sort of cultural aspect of an organization, cultural aspect of how 
problems are solved in organizations. And I'll come back to this uh, in later episodes uh, on the difference between fallibilism and justificationism and how you can um, actually learn teams to to become more fallibilism and, and do that in a proactive and truth-seeking manner. Um, this is for some of the next episodes. Thanks uh, again for listening for now and uh, hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.